Welcome to Grown and Tender. This is my podcast about finding a life partner when you're single and vibrantly over 40. I'm your host, Nadia Edwards, and I found the live from my pot in my 40s. Here I'll share some stories, some tips, and have special guests that will share their journey with you. So listen in. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Grown and Tender. With me here today is special guest and bestie, Tyrona. Hello. So Tyrona, you know, I, you know, as this podcast gets more popular, uh, a lot of women have been reaching out to me for advice, which which is really great, right? Um, but I always say, you know, I'm not an expert. I just want to share my journey and have, you know, other people come on and share their journey too. So thank you for also coming on consistently and sharing yours. It's my pleasure. I'm really enjoying. I'm learning more about my own self. Gotcha. That's good. Um, so these women uh, have been asking, you know, they're, they're going on these dates and all these things are not right and what's going on and how can they get better and all this, you know, a lot of that type of stuff. And I always wonder, you know, if you, if you are the common denominator Uh-oh. on all of these dates that are not so good then the issue is probably not the men, and it is probably you. It's you. And it's, it's, it's difficult to tell someone that, um, you know, and, and these are like emails I'm getting, or sometimes DMs, and unless I know like the entire story, but at this high level, <laughs> just you know reading some of the the comments and the questions it's like if you're dating if you if you've gone through like 10 dates um with 10 different men let's say and something is not clicking then it may be you it it's definitely you still yeah. not not for nothing but i remember growing up and starting my dating I always had a type. He had to be tall, dark, maybe not so handsome. Yeah, I know a lot of people are like, what? But I was, I was attracted to a good looking guy, but maybe not so much the handsome handsome. You know, those girls that like the light skinned, as people would say, brother. With their, their with love. The, their... With the curly hair Wait, and the hazel eyes. There are levels of handsome? Well, I think so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, some, some people like that brother that's sculpted and, you know, has certain features. Right. I could look past all of that. I, I, I guess I... I was such an introvert that I watched people before I even had a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. So it was different things I would hear them talk about, um, different mannerisms, even how they joked with the guys that they were hanging out with. Mm, I gotcha. So he didn't have to be fine. He could just look nice. He'd just be fair. Fair. (laughs) 
Because not for nothing, but a, a man that can dress well, right? but may not be what I considered handsome, mm-hmm. to me still looks handsome. Yeah. You know, it, it took me a long time and probably a couple of therapy sessions to, to realize that I was the problem in the dating. That's got to hurt. It 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 uh, it doesn't hurt, but it definitely makes you realize that you have to fix your shit, <laughs> right? So, and I, I think a part of that is because um, I did not have a father growing up, and I think that that missing component kind of put me in this position of not understanding some things. I could see that because we were always taught that your father is the first male that shows you affection. Mm -hmm. So you kind of look for some of the similar qualities in your dad and your mate. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you want to go far away from your dad depending on how he was when you were growing up. But something my mother always said was, even though you may be looking for someone not like your dad, Mm -hmm. he still ends up being your dad. Wow. Interesting. Very. Because um, my father has some great qualities. But some of those qualities, I was like, "Mm, I don't want my husband to be anything like him. But um, in my years of marriage, there's... Maybe one or two that I can see. Yeah. He's like my dad. He's like your dad. It's it's funny how you how you say that. So because I was not raised with a father, um, the only image of uh I don't know, someone some of those characters I wanted were from my mother, right? But men are not like women. Not at all not at all so you know that could really cause a little confusion um, when you go out dating and you realize at some point right i think this i didn't realize it as i was going through it but definitely talking to a professional trying to understand why i kept making these wrong decisions um and you know i'm i'm a smart individual so it wasn't because i was stupid it's just that i really didn't know how and how my upbringing and and lack of a father kind of impacted impacted my poor dating you know um but then i got better at it but the the self-realization or (laughs) to say wait a minute the guys i'm dating aren't trash it's really me (laughs) (laughs) you know that take that really takes um a lot of self-reflection a lot of discussion, a lot of therapy to come to that that point to say, I am the common denominator because I did date a lot of different guys. I dated the Wall Street guy. I dated the guy who was like an entrepreneur. I dated the, um, the guy who wasn't black, right? So I dated a variety of different different guys and, <laughs> and it just wasn't working. They all kind of fizzled out. And the common denominator was me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm still shocked. I'm still like shocked. 
by that whole that whole revelation. But I, so again, when these women sometimes they come up to me, and I want to tell them, hey, you know, you should probably seek a therapist, uh, put yourself into therapy because if you have a variety of men, and not just physical attributes, but um, you know, a variety of thought, a variety of activities, uh, different cultures. If you have that and you're still having the same problem. It's you. You may be the problem. Now, do you think the men you were dating, do you think you were looking for maybe a little bit of a father figure in any of those? Oh, that's a good one. Like someone to take care of me? Sort of, kind of, yeah. Or what you thought not having a father, was there something, a quality in that man you wanted to see in your father? Oh, wow. You're going deep. Should, wow. I, should I lay on the couch? <laughs> <laughs> Look, am I getting paid for this session? <laughs> um, that's a really, really good question. I, I'm going to say I think yes. I think that I was probably looking for characteristics that I believe my father had. Okay. Um, and from the stories of what I heard about my father, there were some characteristics that I am aware of. Um, and I didn't know who he was. We just did not have a good relationship. So, wow, this is so interesting. So, yeah, I think that I was probably going out looking for these characteristics in these different different ways, um, you know, doing it, all, doing it all haphazardly, of course and not being successful because I had my ish that I had to work on. Mm-hmm. And once I worked on my ish, <laughs> as I nicely call it, because I think this is a G-rated podcast, um, <laughs> I think once I worked on that and kind of accepted the non-relationship between myself and my father, that I was able to move in a better direction. I like that. I'm proud of you for actually seeking help through a therapist because, you know, sisters are like, I'm not going to see no therapist. What can they tell me? Uh, Yeah, I don't even. So, hi. Uh, Hi, family. I don't think my family. (laughs) (laughs) I think they will be aware now that they knew I was uh, I had gone to see a therapist about this topic and some other things. But it is, I wanted to do better. And in order to do better, you have to seek that, that source that can help you. It's like if you have a toothache, do you talk about your toothache to your friend and hope that they can fix it for you? <laughs> no. No, right? You would go to a dentist, you go to the professional to help you with that toothache. So it's the same type of thing with therapy. You know, if you are having a certain type of mental anxiety, if you keep seeing a certain issue reoccurring and you're trying to figure out why does this keep happening, um, you may want to talk to someone, talk to a professional, you know, and do your research and find someone. Find someone who, find someone who doesn't know you. Because you want that objective opinion. Yes, because anyone else would definitely be biased. 
Yeah, you know, when you talk to family, um, a lot of times family will look at you and talk to you and try to give you advice on the person that they think or hope you are. Correct. When you go to a therapist, the therapist will talk to you based on the facts that are presented or the facts that you present. And they are skilled and trained to ask certain questions and to look for certain, I don't know, triggers or something and then make an assessment. Yep. Right? I and, think so. Yep. And then they give you guidance. They give you guidance and, you know, they give you homework and you got to do the homework and then you come back and you talk about it. And, you know, we really don't like homework as an adult. So I like homework. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like forever a scholar. Um, I'm always learning. And as long as the homework or the assignment will help get me to this, this endpoint, this goal that I'm trying to reach, I'm all about it. You know, I will dedicate the time. I will sacrifice time um, in order for me to reach the goal. So I have no issues with that. But, you know, therapy is it's so interesting we got into this topic because that was not the path <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about. But um, I'm a strong proponent, as you know, of seeking professional help for whatever it is. Um, if you want to learn how to play the guitar, go find a guitar instructor. If you want to learn how to ski, find a ski instructor, go take some lessons, right? If you have personal stuff that keeps showing up in your relationships, if you keep picking a guy and he's the same type of guy or the guys are different, but you're still having problems. You know, the only, again, the only common denominator, the only thing that is consistent is you. So you may be bringing some stuff into the relationship that you have to get rid of. That you don't even realize you're bringing. Yes, you, ha you don't realize you're bringing. You really don't. And it's so easy to blame everyone else, right? Always. It's so easy to say, that guy is trash. You know what he did? And to tell the story, right? To tell this glorified story of how he did you wrong and, oh my gosh, you know, how come he did it to me? Because I'm so great. Um, and I hear the stories a lot. And it's like, okay, so that was guy number one. What about guy number four and five? <laughs> Well, you know, some women look for, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some, some women look for a man that's a project. Some women feel like they have to fix him or change him. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you keep picking people that you need to fix, but maybe you need to fix you. Yeah. But again, it's so easy to point your finger in that other direction. It is, it takes a lot of work and dedication to say, I need to fix myself. It's like when I hear people say, I want a six pack. I want abs, right? I want, oh, look at that woman, look at that. And I'm like, okay, you can get that. You just gotta work at it. But it takes consistent work 
you have to change your eating habits. You have to do the exercise. And you, you're going to need a personal trainer because you're not going to get that six. I don't care what people say. You have to get a trainer, right? Who I go back to that professional person to help you get, to help you meet your goal. So you're telling me just watching people on YouTube is not going to help me? It's not going to help you. And if you notice, all of those beautiful bodies on YouTube or on Instagram or whatever platform you like to go on, when they're, when they're selling you their online stuff, um, you ever notice that they have a trainer too? Have you noticed that? That they will reveal how they go to the gym and they have a trainer. Oh, now that you mention it, uh, yeah, I have noticed that. <laughs> so yeah, Nadia, there's a great deal of information on the internet giving people tips on how to have a successful relationship. But we must realize it's not a quick fix. Right. It's not. And there must be some level of self-reflection. Like, you really have to step back and say, what is, what is the ish <laughs> that I am bringing into this relationship? What is the stuff that I'm bringing forward? And I probably need to take a step back, deal with that, clean it up, and then bring myself forward again. You know? Yeah. So what you really need to do is take a moment, look at yourself in the mirror, spin yourself around, and say out loud, it's me. I'm the common denominator. Thank you for joining me this week on the Grown and Tender podcast. Follow Grown and Tender on Instagram for updates or go to grownandtender.com. Oh, and every first Thursday, I'll answer listeners' questions. So send me your questions. Send it to podcast at grownandtender.com. Also, please subscribe to the show so you can catch every new episode as it drops. Listen in next Thursday.